0: Three o'clock, it's too late for Luna. Yeah. If it's four o'clock, it's too late for Luna. Yeah. Just think it through. If it's later than two, then I'm sorry, but no Luna for you. Yeah. If it's five o'clock, it's too late for Luna. Yeah. If it's six o'clock, it's too late for
1: Oh, good morning, everybody! Welcome to the Smodco Internet Radio's Nooner Podcast. Um, it's morning. It's nine a.m. Um, which is perfect time for a Nooner. Hey, who's that there on the ether, in the ether? It's Cassandra Cardenas,
0: Cassandra, uh, yeah.
1: Merp Extraordinaire. Uh, she is doing it remotely because she's um, housebound. Is that correct? They they have an ankle bracelet on you.
0: Yes. I um, I broke my phone and so they've arrested me and uh, forced me to stay here until a FedEx person says I can leave
1: it's a crime against technology that you committed uh, but I'm glad that you, you could call in um, we, yeah so uh, you were gone you've been gone for a couple weeks everything okay
0: I have been a Slave to other people's weddings this month. Um, I think they call them maids of honor three times. Oh, really? In one month. Dang. So, yeah, Denver, Vegas, Palm Springs.
1: How how were those places?
0: Oh my god, so much fun, but I gained so much weight um, in alcohol. Um, and pizza, late night pizza and, um, but you know what? okay, so I saw a real life wedding done by a, an Elvis.
1: Is that the one that you attended or was that the one like adjacent to you?
0: No, I attended a wedding that was done by a fucking Elvis.
1: Was it cool or was it just was it was it cool? So
0: it was silly at first. You know, because he's obviously, like, singing. He's trying to warm up the crowd. But the guy was really nice. And um, I was a maid of honor in this wedding. Um, so I was also the witness. So he brought, like, the papers I needed to sign. And he was, like, posing behind me, like, doing all this bullshit. Um, and in the actual ceremony, like, outside of all, like, the silly singing with his, like, fucking travel karaoke machine like he actually said some really nice things.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. Right. Yeah. he
0: said some really nice, positive things about love. And I was impressed.
1: That's awesome. Um, well, they, they must have like, they, they have uh, a, um, you know, they've been doing it for a while. Was he a good Elvis though?
0: Yeah, he was all right.
1: Yeah. Um, well,
0: I mean, well, he wasn't certainly a bad Elvis. You know, he was like an in shape Elvis with like the big bull costume and stuff. I'm gonna post on Twitter right now um, with a what the back of his jacket looked like. Um, and you go, you all, all four of you can see.
1: Excellent, Yeah, jacket. the four include uh, Beyond the Pump point is trying to get uh, the stream but doesn't have it yet. Tyson's listening. Jonah and uh, thank you for letting me know that we were we were live. David Castro. Let us know. You can tune in uh, on the Twitter. That's Nooner Podcast. Um, oh and then there's the view that you have this morning. Oh that's very sweet. Now I was in the desert this weekend and I was in Desert Hot Springs which is right next to Palm Springs. my and,
0: god. We were neighbors.
1: But I was like why the fuck do people live out here it is like it's like for death you know yeah it, I, it's so hot and so dry i got so dehydrated because i also i was drinking but like i went yeah. for a hike and just like just stupidly didn't bring water and like really came close to death but then it just made me think like why is this why is this city even here like why did people think that this was a good place for for human human thriving
0: like um I find that interesting too because I thought about that because a couple girls this weekend when I was in Palm Springs were like, "Hey, does anyone want to go and look at like you know Lucille Ball's house and shit, um, and, or Elvis's honeymoon house?" Mm-hmm. And I said no, I didn't want to get out of the pool ever. Um, and uh, something happened, man. Those like old Hollywood people in like the 30s, 40s, 50s, maybe even earlier than that, like. Uh, global warming didn't exist yet, so maybe they were just like, "Oh yeah, these deserts are nice." It's like you know, eighty-seven degrees out here, ninety degrees out here.
1: Well, yeah, actually, you know, the the climate changed in Palm Springs because there were so many um, golf courses, and that actually, oh, right. yeah, yeah, it used to be a lot drier, I guess, even worse. But yeah, the, I mean, certainly the the global warming hasn't changed, hasn't helped. Make it uh, more desirable. Uh, I do want to give a big shout out to Crazy Rich Asians, which won the uh, w- won the box office this past weekend. Of course, nice. uh, I haven't seen it um, because I don't see you movies can't. with Asian actors in it. That of which I am not one of them. So that that you know cuts out maybe two sitcoms and one movie in twenty five years. Um, but I did grow up around the directors, uh, we were from the same town. Um, I had, his his father has a restaurant and I had my rehearsal dinner there. So I feel like I supported him, you know? Um, but, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I again, I, I didn't watch it, won't watch it because I wasn't cast in it, even though I didn't even audition for it. So fuck that movie. Uh, yeah, it King- seems
0: like something you should bring up with your agent.
1: Oh yeah, my Asian agent who um, I... I, I need to get a new agent, I guess. But congratulations <laughs> to John Chu and Ken Jeong. You fucking hack! If but if anyone's Whoa. interested, I'll, yeah, mm-hmm. I said it. Yeah. Um, there is an upcoming bill in the California legislature that I'm sure everybody cares so much about it. Um, Tell me it, about it. it. I mand- haven't. Heard, I
0: haven't. I don't know anything about the news. What's happened this past? Okay. Month? Well, this
1: is a yeah past month. Um, it mandates that corporate boards of uh, boards of directors of a certain size. So, if they're like more than five uh, members of the board of director, directors for a corporation, that it must have a minimum number of women. Like, if it has five, it needs to have two women. Um, and this is it's coming up for a vote. Um, and how do you feel about that?
0: I mean, the bummer that it has to be a law, like.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: like I get it. It's kind of like, I guess it's got like affirmative action vibes where it's like, you guys won't do this on your own. So now we have to fucking tell you to do it.
1: Yeah. And I'm all for... I feel
0: bad for those women, though.
1: Sure. I'm all for gender equality, but I'm not sure if I'd focus on the heads of corporations. Like, you know, if, the, if that's the case, then we should also have racial equality. You know, we should have race-like quotas there as well, right? Because totally. um, people of color, especially black and brown, they are uh, disproportionately uh, represented in corporations and and, um, and also are paid less.
0: You want uh, equal representation on all fronts.
1: Well, yes. And I, I don't know if the creating an artificial quota addresses the source of gender discrimination, you know? I mean, I support certain forms of affirmative action where you are providing disadvantaged people opportunities they wouldn't have had otherwise, like going to college, going to you know good schools, having, uh, being able to to get fair housing. But I mean, forcing women onto corporate boards so that they can become asshole millionaires like their white male counterparts isn't, I think, the the highest priority action item on the path to equality. What do you think? I mean
0: maybe they will become asshole. Well, maybe. I mean who was that one that was an asshole billionaire? Carly Carly Fiorina? Uh-huh. She was running for Yeah,
1: she was something. running for president. Yeah.
0: She's like the CEO of HP or some mm-hmm. like broken ass printer company.
1: <laughs> broken ass printer company that Yes, that's what the that's what they do, make broken ass printers. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, but she was a Republican, and she was very pro-business. But you know, I think.
0: Betsy I, DeVos is an asshole millionaire too.
1: Yeah, but she inherited all that stuff. That's
0: um, true. That's true. Yeah, That's right.
1: true. yeah I, I would rather rather see, like, corporations, be more <laughs> responsible and and thoughtful to their employees. Yeah, why don't
0: you make your board of five people, like, instead of requiring five uh, or two of you know, specific non-white people or non-white male people. Like, why don't you make it like have the board making decisions? Like, be some of your lower-level employees who well, can speak on behalf.
1: That's really interesting that you say that. Yeah. So, we saw these um, giant corporate tax cuts that happened under under Trump, um, and a handful of companies used that some of that money to give pay their workers, like Apple. AT and T, Walmart, Comcast—they gave one-time bonuses of like a thousand to two thousand bucks or something like that to some of their workers. There's a one-time fee, right? But these are tax cuts that are permanent, so they're going to have this surplus of cash every year. And they didn't give their workers permanent raises as a result of that that um, windfall of money. Instead, the a ton of companies have been doing. that have benefited from those tax cuts, have used that extra cash to do these stock buybacks. So what happens is that they're, they're decreasing the amount of stock that's out there in the world, which inflates the, the price of the stock, which only benefits the stockholders. It doesn't create more wealth. They're not investing in R&D, they're, they're not hiring more workers. It's just mm-hmm. an artificial way to make the shareholders uh, richer. And it doesn't make the product better, and it doesn't help the communities where these companies are located. It only helps those who have the stock. So, um, and I understand, you know, the these corporate boards they are looking out for shareholders. They have shareholder annual phone calls, you know, where they're trying to get people to to buy their stock. And they don't care about gender. They have a legal duty duty to serve the richos that invest in the company. And the those board members are also shareholders. So, like, I don't know if you remember, like, in '97, uh, Steve Jobs was hailed as like being a man of the people because he only took a dollar salary as the CEO of Apple when he came back. But he also had five and a half million shares of Apple. So his biggest incentive was not to create the most sales; it was to increase the value of the Apple stock. So it increased over a hundredfold from during his tenure from 97 to 2011. Very wonky, but, but it just, it doesn't, it would have been better had he had no stock and he was just, just took a regular salary, you know? Right. Uh, but kind
0: of, uh, I don't know, I guess like inside baseball kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, no, it is, it is. But, but what you're saying of, of having people who, like workers On the boards like where they're actually you know there's a difference between the shareholders and the stakeholders right the stakeholders are the people that live there you know that have our third generation workers in factories or whatever so Elizabeth Warren is proposing a bill she's a senator from uh, Massachusetts that would force corporations of a certain size who sell over a billion dollars of a year which is like a thousand companies something like that Uh, it's called the Accountable Capitalism Act that would the the corporations of that size would have to have a certain number of board members who are employees at the company. Exactly what you just said. So you and Elizabeth Warren are in sync.
0: Ding 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 ding.
1: Yeah, and it would uh, yeah, I guess forty percent of the the board would have to be employees of the company. It would limit um how much political activity those companies could do. It would limit how much C CEOs could have make on stock while they're in office, so they're not driven by stock price. They're actually Driven by the the corporations like profits, so it's it's taking power away from the shareholders who don't give a shit about the workers, but they you know if they see this stock going down, they'll just sell and go to the next corporation. You know, they'll
0: go buy a movie pass.
1: <laughs> they'll go buy a movie pass. Oh, that's on my list of things to talk about. Um, Man, yeah, yeah. So, one of
0: the that I followed
1: it. It's a. I don't think that it's a great an idea. This is, and I think there's a similar system in Germany where they hold large corporations accountable to their workers. Um, so it's not like out of whole cloth that she just invented this, this crazy idea. It actually works, and Germany has one of the, the highest function economies. Um, and so it's not the end of capitalism. It's a way to sort of focus on profits and productivity as opposed to just stock price. So very interesting. Not gonna go anywhere in this uh in this political climate, I don't think, but it's I think nope. it's, we should talk about. Um yeah. And
0: it's a good time to be rich.
1: Yeah, it is a good time to be rich. So oh next on my list is movie pass, speaking of um
0: <laughs> people who aren't rich. Who,
1: people who aren't rich. Their stock dropped uh, they did a 2 a, a 1 to 250 split so basically it went from selling a few dollars a share to like 10 cents a share um, yeah
0: well cuz they it was at like 30 cents and then it rocketed up to $22 when they did this and then like within what like 6 or 7 hours it went down to like $11 like cuz everyone saw it go up and was like great fuck this mm-hmm. because
1: Get out while you can. not So, yeah. as a customer of of uh, Movie Pass, what actually happened? Like, what can you use that card for? For those of you who don't know, Movie Pass is a service where they promise that you could watch uh, uh, as many movies as you want in a month. You can't watch the same movie twice, and um, they well, give they you a look.
0: They yeah. they so. do cutbacks. Uh, they kept dialing it back, where it was any movie. Anytime a day and then it was only one movie a day and then it was you can't see the same movie twice and then When all that stock stuff happened I couldn't see any movies at all um But I guess they were having problems because people were trying to go see mission impossible and their cards weren't working and so people and like they were supposed to be paying people back for their tickets Which that's happened to me before not for mission impossible, but there was one movie where my card wasn't working uh, and they were supposed to pay me back for the movie, and then they never did. But that's okay; I let it go. Um,
1: that's big of you.
0: Yeah, but they—they um, uh, they just basically had no showtimes anywhere at all, and all their stock was plummeting. And it was like, okay, it looks like movie passes over, and then they come back and like, you know, because they took like a five million dollar five million dollar loan out which was like a very risky loan for them to take but they were like hi um so here's what we're gonna do is you cannot go see Christopher Robin or Mission Impossible sorry um but you can go see three movies a week you can't see the same movie um and and certain movies we're gonna charge you peak pricing which could be you know, like two or two to five dollars, and um, movies that are like if you've seen over three, or like if you want to go see a movie that's not available through Movie Pass, which is like honestly like the bigger movies, like basically they're not letting you see like the brand the blockbusters, new blockbusters, yeah, exact. right. They'll give you a discount. They'll be like, okay, well, you know, like you know, buy your ticket and then we'll like give you fifty percent back. So. MoviePass is kind of rough now. And also, I'm pretty sure that they're raising it to $15 for anyone who's new. Right. And here's the big kicker, uh, which is why I'm a little unsure because I wanted to cancel it. And I think I might have. I can't remember. I kind of just like, because you're supposed to agree to these terms by a certain date. Otherwise, it's they're going to assume that you've canceled. And if you cancel Movie Pass, you cannot sign... Re- you cannot sign back up for movie pass months. They blacklist you for nine months. And then after nine months, you know, we'll show you, you're going to want us back.
1: Um, And they publicly, publicly shame you, right? Yes. They
0: put your photo on Twitter and, um, movie pass. Yeah.
1: But I understand that they will pay you to see the new Kevin Spacey movie, billionaire boys club.
0: Yes, Yes. Yes. They have offered to do that. Kevin Spacey, uh, invested a lot in the company because he's trying to get his career back. So they will pay you to He
1: will money. give you $3 to go see his movie. That movie made um, like around $600 over the weekend. On the f- opening day, it made $126 in the theaters that it was in. Uh, and it was also available streaming. So I'm sure it made another $126 there. That is just really, really sad. But, you know, you wouldn't recognize him because it's Kevin Spacey with a beard. Um, so...
0: That's a good way to kind of lower your pervert status, is well, that if you get a beard to hide behind.
1: Well, he'd been doing that for years. Uh, hiding
0: his pervert status?
1: No, hiding his gay status.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, I'm not saying he's a pervert because he's gay.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah.
0: Because uh, he, well, we don't need to get into it.
1: So are you going to, so you you quit MoviePass
0: I never agreed to the terms, but I have a feeling that they st- they might still let me. I think that I just have to like decide if I want to or not. Um, I might just hop on the AMC train, because AMC is $20 a month, and it's the same thing of three movies a week, but you can go see the... I don't give a fuck about uh, 3D, but you can go see that, or I can go see movies in IMAX, or I can go see any movie I want, and then I'm pretty sure that you also like... Um, accrue points
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and you can get stuff like free popcorn if you get enough points
1: and uh, you live like within a mile of like 30 amc theaters
0: yeah I've, i'm i'm in i can walk to about 15 amcs so because um, the only other theater i ever go to or want to go to is ArcLight, and ArcLight didn't ever accept movie pass oh right
1: and uh, oh you yeah just do so- amc
0: I worked it all out in my head and I was like, okay, this movie, this AMC thing might work out for me because, um, yeah, I mean, the one thing that us little Hollywood kids get that um, people in other places besides New York might not get is that around Oscar season when all of the directors are trying to, you know, get their movies out under the buzzer, but they don't want to do wide releases yet is that they'll release them here and like two or three theaters that are all like fancy schmancy theaters on the west side. Right. And so I get sad because I never got those movies over by my AMC, AMCs, but this I can always drive to the AMC in Century City if I want to see a movie early.
1: This episode brought to you by AMC. Yes. Um, yes. Um, and also a lot of insider information about LA geography. For those of you don't know, the, the west side is terrible.
0: Um, oh, so far.
1: <laughs> we just turned into a parody of this, whatever, that uh, oh, SNL sketch. Oh, the Californians? Yeah, yeah. Fuck that.
0: Yeah, gosh, from the from your place. You must have to take the...
1: Yeah, exactly. The, Nobody cares.
0: the <laughs> <every> way. <freeway.
1: laughs> uh, I just... I just queue up a lot of bullshit to listen to in the car. and Yep. And oh,
0: so my phone broke.
1: Right? Oh, yeah. How'd you break your phone? Were you drunk at a wedding?
0: Nope. I it, This shit just turned off. This wasn't on me. This was on fucking Ding Dong Apple. Um, it just turned off. And um, I thought to myself, man, I'm so glad that I drove to Palm Springs with two people because if my phone would have shut off, I would not have had a maps, which I probably could have figured out my way to get home, but um, no podcasts, no audiobooks, no.
1: Oh my no God. You'd two, have- hour,
0: two hour long phone calls on my headphones, no nothing. I would have just had to sit and listen to the radio cut in and out.
1: It would be like 1990. Oh I, God, you poor thing. I
0: can't imagine how bad that car ride would have been.
1: You would have these things like called cassette tapes that you pop in your radio
0: totally i mean i I, look i didn't have all this shit when i started driving but i had like a big old like black jacket full of like dope mix cds that my friends would make me and i don't have that anymore
1: do you um do you make playlists for friends anymore Like that was a big thing when I was in high school and college is like my sister would just give me cassettes and I would make cassettes and CDs for friends and girlfriends. Yeah, I
0: I used to make mixes for people when I was in high school and I will make, um, I don't know how this happened, but my sister has access to my Spotify. I think that she has stolen my password because I thought she paid for herself, but we can't listen at the same time. So I'm pretty sure that bitch has my stuff. Um, but and you can't get her I'm off, like, huh?
1: You can't get her off your Spotify. Then you have to change. I your mean, password. Yeah, like
0: I'll turn it on, and it will be like, "You're listening on Elizabeth's iPhone," and I'm like, "I am," so I can kick her off. But um, oh. so we'll make playlists.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: No, like, yeah, we'll know that the other person can use them. So, like, I make my workout playlist because she uses my workout playlist a lot. So I always like kind of catered to something that I think she's going to like also. Um, and I love making, I made a lot of playlists for the bachelorette parties and stuff that I had to go to.
1: What? Okay. So did you c- coordinate these bachelorette parties?
0: The first one I did. The first one in Denver I coordinated. That's what I was asking. Oh, that's right. On air for a stripper.
1: And how, so like it's such a weird sort of celebration of like, how great it is to be single that like right before you're about to marry somebody like
0: what's interesting too is that like I feel like at my age now there's only like one or two people who is single. Um at least that's how it's been in the past couple like Bachelorette parties is that even in Denver, because the Mitch couldn't go with me in Denver. So like nobody at that party because it was a joint bachelor, bachelorette, nobody at that party was single. Like I was alone, but nobody was single. So I was kind of like more, just a lot of people who are already in couples like drinking. And then this one in Palm Springs over the weekend, I think out of all the girls that were there, one, one was single.
1: Uh, And yeah. Was it fun? So, like I had the Bachelor party where we went, had did an escape room and we drank a lot and it was yeah. it was pretty fun, but it wasn't like it wasn't super crazy. Um, did you guys go crazy? Well, the,
0: the one in Denver, I was catering to a couple who are alcoholics, so I thought that the party bus would be fun, and it was. Um, but this one in Palm Springs was very, very relaxed, chill side all day like you know we went to a gay club uh, the second night um,
1: everybody or just all women
0: no this is this is the Palm Springs one which was all women oh, okay because it's a lesbian couple I so see, I see. we were all there um, so they were both joint parties both of the parties that I went to this month but one of them just happened to be all girls um, we went to a gay club we were there for like 30 minutes and we were like, I don't think any of us remember what to do in clubs. So let's go back to the pool. So it was very chill and relaxed, but I definitely was drunk every single day of all of these things.
1: Delightful. And did you get, did you find a good Denver stripper?
0: So we found a strip club that had guys and girls and, uh, it turned out to be everyone's least favorite part. So why is that? I don't know. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. Strippers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, that's how I felt, too. I was like, well, it wasn't my idea. The bride thought it would be fun. I'm not going down for that strip club
1: thing. Yeah. I, I, the first time I went to a strip club, it was when uh, my friend Andrew had a bachelor party. In, and we were in, up in San Francisco at just the skeeziest strip club. And he's not like that at all. Like He sort of got dragged there by friends. And like it was in this gross theater. And then I, um, I fell asleep. And then I asked, I was trying to find the bathroom and I asked one of the w- women there, like, excuse me, where's the bathroom? And then she led me down to this dark hall and put me in this corner and like started like groping me, like trying to like, oh. trying to get money out of me, trying to like, thought it was like I was asking for a private dance or something like that. And I was like, no, 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 no. The B- bathroom. I got to pee. So um, I missed like, out.
0: Like legit, I just want to go potty.
1: Yeah yeah um
0: that's awkward and crazy yeah
1: it was and i guess it was also felt like it was like in this old part of san francisco that's just so gross and this is a while ago i'm sure all the strippers are very hip and vc and you know digital friendly now you
0: know i feel like overall and i'm maybe just being like a weirdo but i just from this experience i realized that bachelor and bachelorette parties that are kind of wild and crazy. I think it's just like a young man's game, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I guess so. Yeah. And when you've got so much testosterone running that in through your body that you just can't control yourself. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That, yeah.
0: And like the with like the, with the bachelorette parties where it's just like, I understand the appeal of doing the strip club and the crowns and, and the dick necklaces and all that kind of stuff when you're in your early twenties and you're like the one person out of all your friends who's getting married and to a bachelorette party like that. And it made sense and it was fun and it was in Vegas and it all made sense. But like the thought of going back to, an, to Vegas for an, a bachelorette party and I was just there for a wedding, but like for a bachelorette party, I'm like, God, that sounds awful. And so yeah. like, ugh, I don't know. So, but For a wedding,
1: it's uh Vegas is really great, right? Like I, I, mean-
0: a I had a blast doing the wedding there. Yeah, like and- I thought that was super fun. It was intimate, you know, like I mean, and that was by choice. But like even if it wasn't, like I think that there's just it just like there's not all this pressure to like everyone has to get dressed up and everyone has to fun and everyone has to look hot and like, you know, like we're gonna get fucked up and we're gonna we have to go wait and like lines for these clubs or like no lines like oh my god you don't know anybody like it's like all these things of you know and gosh, is she wearing her veil is she you know like right did everyone get a dick straw like
1: right but uh,
0: it's just uh but Vegas
1: a is is very set up to, to handle bachelorette parties as well as weddings and then you know so you can get uh, a giant tables for a small banquet you know and, and get a chapel really cheaply and, and easily that's like fun where you have a, a an insightful elvis helping you insightful elvis. that's the name of my new band. Um, cool
0: I t- they tuck the chapels away too like even though the entrances are right in the casino they really tuck them back like you could not hear shit back there.
1: that's amazing. awesome. that's great. Tyson wants to know um if you are on the coast and the, the there are humpback whales migrating behind you is that is that what's happening?
0: Is that what it sounds like?
1: I think it's just traffic sound.
0: It's, or it might be my AC.
1: Oh, no, it's fine.
0: I was Uh, worried about my AC.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not fucking turning it off.
1: (laughs) It's not that hot today. So, do you, um, have you, did you come up with some insights for your own wedding?
0: Um, in like regards to, like, have I learned anything from these experiences? Yeah. Is that what you meant? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I think so. I think first of all, okay. So, do you want to know because you had a you had a pretty big wedding, right?
1: Uh, it was like two hundred people. That's a pretty big. Yeah, wedding.
0: that's a pretty big wedding. So, my
1: welcome to wedding talk, huh? Welcome to wedding talk on yeah, the so Smart Night Radio Network.
0: for five nights in Vegas. One night in a suite, um, the the uh, ceremony, flowers, her dress, like everything, she paid two thousand dollars.
1: That's oh. why Vegas is great. I mean, and it and everything probably ran really smoothly, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It 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 ran. Everything was great. Um. So I've learned that, um watching a super small wedding and also by going to a super chill bachelorette party that these things are things for me to consider. Not Vegas. I'm not getting married in Vegas, but like keeping it cash, skipping all the silly stuff. Yeah. And and also like bachelorette party, like all of us are in relationships. None of us want to go to clubs. None of us want to put on six pounds of makeup. All just want to drink wine by a pool and relax. That's literally all we all want.
1: Wow, that's so mature of you.
0: Oh, we're tired. <laughs> everyone's tired. That's what I'm realizing. It's is true. That everyone's everyone's
1: tired. tired. So, okay, this brings me to to my next question: Is like when you're so tired, how do you still keep being creative? So, for those like oh, you have a you have a job, you do a podcast, you you do. I don't know if you're still doing improv. Oh, you've got a Gus's cup, um, and. <laughs> You um, you the still make fried chicken. Yes, uh, you make movies. You, you're making short films. You're you're hustling. You're you're going to auditions. Like, how do you not like? How do you still like stay inspired to do stuff?
0: Okay, well, I get ideas constantly. What has been a real struggle for me, especially with my new job where I'm mostly working at home, but I'm also working a lot, um, is uh, I'm having a hard time actually trying to block that time out to to write and stuff. And I'm getting better at it, but like probably for like the past like month or two that I've been really like getting into this new job, it has been like difficult for me to find the time and um, that, that-
1: Whatever that was, what was that? That's
0: oh, a- they're doing construction on my basement right now. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the whale sound, isn't it?
1: So you have whales doing construction in your basement. There there I you go, don't... Tyson. That, that's your answer. Go on. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. Um,
0: I get very uh, depressed when I don't uh, do any... When I'm not doing anything creative. So, like, despite what... Despite what these four people who are listening think about what we feel about oh, this podcast, Evan, this Evan podcast, just joined
1: us. Evan just joined us, so it's five.
0: But, Well, this podcast is, in theory, you know, a little bit of a creative outlet for me. So when I go too many weeks with uh, when I'm not on the podcast, I start getting depressed. When I don't um, take time for my own writing, I start getting depressed. It does sound like whales, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: anyway, I don't know if that answers your question, which no. is that I have a hard time finding time, but I also have been trying to make it a priority because I I get physically and mentally depressed if I don't.
1: Right. Right. Uh, do you have your next movie set up? What you're gonna do?
0: Um. There was like, oh God. Um,
1: <clears throat> Cassandra's boring herself.
0: I know. There was talks of. Hey, my partner has a cinematographer who she loves in uh, New York and her parents have like a, a lake house in Maine. And so we've been throwing around the idea of just going up and kind of like quick and scrappy up in the lake house. But
1: well, if you have no, that, no. you should shoot a feature, right?
0: No, 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 no. Um, we're not, we, we we just submitted to a bunch of film festivals um, with the two shorts that we did earlier this year. Um, I think next year might be the year that we do. We try for features Mm because we have, we've both been working on some. Um, And so, but we, we still not going to do that. We're not going to produce our own feature. That's so much money. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Although I might try to produce a pilot.
1: You might try to produce what? A pilot a pilot. Oh. One. All right. Uh that's cool. <laughs> wow, for you do what, have
0: For what you're asking? I don't know because it's not like people like watch like cheaply produced pilots and go, oh, "I'm going to pick that up and give you more money." They don't. It's more for creativity purposes.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's the there's the balance of trying to be creative and then also trying to uh say like how is this going to make me money? How is this going to make me so I don't have to uh, you know, do bullshit jobs where I that take me away from creativity, right?
0: Yeah, but you know what the way I see it is as I as we do more and more of these, and we also make strides on the business side that like you know, you can dream big and say, oh, I'm gonna write the, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the next whiplash and make this awesome short film, and then they're gonna make it into a, this Oscar winning. Uh, feature and that might happen but that's like also super like tough to make happen right but as you make those strides and you know if you make your whiplash and it's not quite whiplash but someone at a film festival likes it and gives you their business card and then you can be like well it's crazy because we already did all these other six things and we actually have these seven things written and you know gotta be prepared
1: right do you like? You have a, a one that you could scale to a feature, right? One one of your shorts.
0: Mm, one that's already made. Yeah. Probably not. Oh. Maybe the one I made a couple years ago, but. Um well, I don't
1: know if you have to like think about it that much, then probably not <laughs> no no,
0: there's none that there's none that I have thought about that,
1: yeah, like back in the day, like I produced like two uh, short films that we shot, both were shot on thirty five yeah f- a millimeter, and you know, we spent whatever like uh, fifty thousand on one and probably thirty thousand on the other. That wasn't my money, um but it, it was
0: like God damn, yeah,
1: but it's just like if you had that money now. Just I would rather like go to a house in Maine and shoot on video and but like spend twenty thousand dollars on like really good you know effects or something like that, you know,
0: yeah, if I had fifty thousand- I could make a feature for fifty thousand are you listening Hollywood? I can make a feature for fifty thousand um.
1: Five people are six people I'm sorry Will Wilkins is listening, uh, but uh, I don't know if any of them are in Hollywood. David Castro is probably the closest one, and he's in North Hollywood, I think
0: um, North Hollywood, and I don't know if he's got fifty thousand to spare on a, a chance that I can actually make a feature for fifty thousand
1: yeah uh, but anyhow we we if you ever make that decision we can uh, we can at least plug it if you get a, a Kickstarter going and we can well, we- this
0: is what's funny too is that you make these things. And if you want them to be in film festivals, you can't show them to anybody. So I would love to have everyone on Nooner be able to watch these little shorts, but I can't show them to you. Isn't that cruel?
1: It is incredibly cruel. Uh, Some
0: of them require to be a premiere.
1: Yeah. Well, but eventually they're going to have gone through the festival circuit, and then you can post them. In two years. There you go. All right, here. Uh, no. We're going to move on to something else here. Hold your ears, um, everybody. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands in that mail sack. it, 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 Mail Yeah, that was yeah, great. That great. Um, not sure, right? Have you ever liked the band uh, that was indie. Then after a while, they became slightly mainstream and their sound changed because of how many different directions they were pulled in. I'm glad you haven't gone mainstream because y'all are my indie podcast. Well, yeah, we sure certainly are indie. If, <laughs> if indie means obscure and um, not, not remunerative, yeah, we're totally indie. Uh, do you have an answer to that?
0: Okay. So this immediately made me think of Uh okay, whoever my millennials are who listen to this might be on board. So there was a band; it was very famous on MySpace, and they were a rap group called Hollywood Undead. And then, and they used to sing like very inappropriate rap songs about getting drunk and having sex and whatever. And it was like really cool when you're in high school. Now I would probably listen to it and be like, "This is." hateful and horrible. But um I they got signed and then their sound completely changed. Uh-huh. They had like one hit single and it was like there was like singing in it and there was like a chorus and they didn't have like this like hard, like grungy kind of rap shit. Uh-huh. Um that they were doing before. Another one
1: Oh, and by the way, where are they now, right? Totally. Abandon your Um, sound, lose your audience. Go on.
0: Another one, although I don't dislike the direction that he went with his new music, because I really like his new music, but I used to listen to uh, Childish Gambino
1: Uh um,
0: back when he was uh,
1: just just noodling around on his computer. Yeah.
0: Releasing uh, mixtapes while he was doing improv at UCB. Yeah. And. um, I, I mean I, I can understand why he can't like re release those songs because like he samples like huge like indie band songs that he probably didn't pay for the rights for. But um yeah, his music was really good and um now but it's great now. It's re- it's it's better now. It's just um it sound it is different, yeah for sure. Yeah.
1: And it's weird. Like it's weird seeing him like At these uh, red carpets with, you know, dressed in crazy couture stuff with, you know, all the glitterati and just thinking of of him as like the dorky guy on community, you know, it's a long way to go. I mean, I think it's I think it's great. I don't think he I think he has uh, capitalized on his uh, talents and not like sold out at all, but. But then again, I'm not a huge fan of his music, um, and I still have yet to see Atlanta. But I hear it's good.
0: You're not a fan of his music?
1: I'm not a huge fan. I mean, it's just not my my genre. You know, I'm old.
0: I just realized that I named two hip hop groups. I don't. I can't think of any like.
1: Well, I. Oh my
0: god, AFI was so different when they became mainstream. Who was that's a rock
1: band? Who? AFI. AFI. Oh, what does it stand for? American.
0: inside
1: oh not American no. Film Institute
0: I'm doing the rock on symbol right now
1: yeah uh, Bony Iver like the, it was, it's basically this guy Justin Vernon and he made this this album like by himself in some cabin in Wisconsin where he was like really depressed and had like mono and was like just noodling around with equipment and it was it became a huge hit and it's a great is this is in 2006 are you a Bony Vare fan? no but I've him? heard of him yeah so and it's great. It's one of the the best albums of the the aughts. Um and he then became like this super like sought after guy. So he did like tra- collaborations with Kanye West and uh, Travis Scott, T-Pain and and oh no, then he started playing with autotune like you know like T-Pain does and I just couldn't like the last album, couldn't get into it. Went to see him at the Hollywood Bowl, thought it was super boring and and it was like a real disappointment. So there's that's that's my um the example. So Yeah. But good question. You know good what? Question. We're never gonna change. We're we're never gonna lose our indie cred, are we?
0: How could we possibly? We can't we'd have to change as people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um it and does. Maybe I'm, we will. I'm too old to change. Just ask my wife. Um, Steve Owens writes in, Hi, guys. Love you bunches. I still listen every week. Been stupid busy. Sorry I haven't written. Oh, he just wants to let me know that the episode I did with him for Fascination Street is finally coming out last week. So, um
0: that on Instagram.
1: Yeah. And uh, he says, Sorry it took so long. He had to cut all the stupid stuff I said about Steve Kruger and my wife. Um, no, that was really fun, and I probably I probably should not have uh, been drinking, um, but it was stupid fun. Um, Steve, come back soon. We'd love to see you. And uh, this next one's from Andy from the Andy U- Andy D from the UK. It's a lengthy one, so here we go. Apologies in advance for the length, um, but this is. Specifically, in response to my call about what video games you're playing, Um, and this is in the one I did with Will Wilkins, Uh, just roll the dice on No Man's Sky. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that, but it's like a crazy game where you're like it invents new worlds, like it it, like has this you know through it programmatically creates these worlds that you get to explore, and it's it was really problematic at first, but then they re-released it with a, a new game. Um, it just sounds like a way to waste tens and tens of hours every week, and so I probably won't play. But it looks amazing. Um, it, like yeah, looks protect yourself. What's that?
0: Protect yourself. Protect
1: myself. Yes. Uh, I've just r- finished Resident Evil Seven. Awesome, super scary, amazing production values, and a breath of fresh air for the series. And I'm currently playing Celeste and in, with this little side-scrolling puzzle platformer that feels like a cross between Fez and Super Meat Boy. You know Fez and Super Meat Boy, right? Weren't you a big Super Meat Boy fan? You're actually taking me seriously. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 Yeah. I remember. I was like, that sounds so fucking familiar. Oh, you did? I love Super Meat Boy. That was fun.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Um, It has an anime vibe. Absolutely fantastic music, too. I'd give it a whirl. Okay, that I've actually been reading about Celeste and... Uh, you play a little go-runs-around, and that's as much as I know. Oh, and there's like weird like things that you shoot out. But anyhow. Uh, last two games that blew me away were Doki Doki Literature Club and Undertale. So these are two crazy, weird games. One is like... a Okay, the former of which is uh, a work of absolute mind-bending genius. Um, yeah, it, it looks like a Japanese dating simulator. And it's free on Steam, so it's you should just get it. Um, and I... Got to the part where it just started to get, get crazy, and I still haven't finished it, but um, I—it's—it's it's on my list. Uh, very, very creepy and, and weird. Um, and then Undertale is like he's uh, Andy says. Uh, I, I think it, is A N D E E a male or a female, or does it matter? Doesn't matter. Uh. Andy says on a far lighter, what you, yeah. Uh, Undertale is one of the loveliest, most charming RPGs I've ever played. It's short too, about eight to tw- 12 hours. Uh, you can play the game as a complete pacifist rather than killing enemies. It's sort of like, it uh, looks kind of like Ultima, kind of if you've ever played Ultima. Um, and you can make friends with them. It sounds corny and twee, but I found myself absolutely enamored by its charms. Fantastic story, utterly adorable characters, and again, excellent music. Um yeah, like I say, I don't want to heap praise on it too much. But uh, if you haven't already, uh, you should get it. And it's you can play it on. I mean, you can get it at, at uh, for. I just got it for a couple bucks. So yeah, I'm in the middle of that one too. A lot of ones I started and finished. Um, thank you, Andy, for those those recommendations. Those are good ones, and they're actually they're sort of outside the mainstream. And um, and they're, they're totally totally into those um okay oh steve owens writes again he so we me and will we were talking about the new 40x movie experience that's the have you tried that before cassandra no it's what like is it? they have these seats that uh that are in like gimbals and so they like they they move and shake so if uh, if you're watching oh,
0: like, box seats
1: yeah but they uh but like more violent than that and Ooh. yeah and I, when you're watching,
0: those? I love that kind of stuff. Oh my
1: god, you should watch uh, Mission Impossible on that. It's it was just hilarious. It's super expensive, but it was so much fun. What's and
0: super expensive?
1: Thirty bucks.
0: Oh, I'll do it.
1: Yeah, and they like blow wind at you, and they blow scents at you, and, and spray water on you, and like this. Like
0: fucking going to Universal Studios. It
1: really is, and the seat vibrates, and it it's pretty fun. Uh, but okay. only for certain types of movies but we you can listen to the episode to find out what kind of movies um so steve says it reminded me of uh, that about 15 years ago at SeaWorld of san antonio they had a 4d mu- movie experience it was around 18 minutes long and starred most of the cast of back to the future it had air water vibration and rat tails that flicked your ankles wow yeah, yeah they had that at the at universal studios at the the mummy one they had the the things that the scarab beetles that go around your legs it's
0: on the shrek thing too like where the donkey sneezed in your face yeah there was was bugs on the floor
1: that's awesome and then he says happily belated birthday bill that was from yesterday so if you want to wish bill watterson a happy birthday you can reach him at bill twatterson on uh twitter waiterson sir sorry sorry good catch uh dave Castro says kid is back in school i can listen live again uh, yeah, and we would love to have you back, David. We'll have to figure out... Um, we'll get a, a good cast of people here. I've been really bad about planning because I've been so fucking tired. And um, so we'll have uh, fuller hu- houses here and hopefully Steve uh, will never work again so he can come back and...
0: Uh, I'm bringing uh, baby Bob Seeger.
1: Okay, wanna- so hipster Bob Seeger's coming... Um, Hipster baby Bob Seeger. And what's his name again?
0: His name is Drew McCord Austin.
1: All right. So he's coming back. From Oklahoma. Um And then uh, last email is from Jonah. And he says, uh, morning, Murphs. This question was meant for Ding Dong Chomp. But there has not been a new episode recently. I have one ready to go, but I have been really lazy. So I apologize about that. And then Steve and I are, are going to record uh, soon, so hold tight for that. Um, we have a ton of fun doing that. Uh, it's our food podcast. That's Sting Dong Chomp. Eat
0: while you record, what's that? Just eat while you record.
1: No, no, people. Well, I, I, we might, but people tend to hate that.
0: People don't like that. No, but if you warn them,
1: right, right. Uh, but we might do something like that, and um, yeah, well, we we just and he's been really busy. So uh, Joan asks, "Where is your food mecca? Where would you take a pilgrimage in order to try the food?" Uh, that's a very good question. Cool. Do you have a, an answer to that?
0: Okay. Locally, a local pilgrimage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'd say. I'll go to the West side to get father's office or I will go to Downey to get raisin canes. Um, But I would like to like go to like Spain or Thailand and just like fuck it up and eat as much as I want.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I would like to go to uh, Vietnam because like you get that sort of French um, influence there. And I like Vietnamese food. Uh, and Spain. I've wanted to go to yeah. I guess uh, Barcelona, Barcelona. Tapas. Yeah, and uh, I know that Steve really likes Barcelona, and he would also say New Orleans. Um, I just I like some of the food at New Orleans, but I just it's it, not a well. I didn't explore it enough, but I didn't find a huge amount of variety. And
0: That's how I feel about it. Yeah, is it good? And everywhere has good food, but it's the first place that I've ever been where literally every restaurant has the same things. Right. And I thought that was so weird. And because I'm just used to like LA or even like in Colorado or Washington, like there's no like specialty food really that is, you know, signature. But yeah, no, they have Southern food everywhere there. And I'm not a big fan of, fried stuff like fried chicken's good but you know fried shrimp or anything else i'm kind of like over it it tastes it all tastes the same yeah
1: no i hear you uh i would good food though it is great food and and you can get reasonable food there um david castro says world of warcraft battle for azeroth is here for the horde okay good to know i never played any of the world of warcraft games um
0: I knew a guy who dropped out of high school to play World of Warcraft.
1: Oh, that's terrible! I that would that would have been me if it existed back then, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and then I would also say that uh, Tokyo is a great place to get cheap food. Not cheap. Well, yeah, actually, reasonable food. You can get reasonable food, and of all different kinds, and it's just an amazing city to wander around through. So I would go back there. We we didn't have. Uh, we i honeymoon there and we had one fancy meal but then everything else was just stuff just like on the street or or in, in casual restaurants and we had great great food so it's
0: That's what we did in paris we we're like we'll do one expensive meal but everything else like i think we'll just do like we, we were in a good neighborhood though we were in like rue Mouffetard there was like a lot of like street food and it was really good yeah
1: yeah also paris is great so that's but
0: they don't that, have a distinctly French food either. They're just, their bread and their cheese is so fucking good.
1: Yes. And it's, and their bread is all subsidized. So you can get cheap bread there. So, or their flour, their wheat is subsidized. If you're going to subsidize, like, why would you subsidize oil companies, which are like, like making hand over fist. Why not subsidize something where it makes the actual food cheaper, you know, so people can live better. I'm sorry. That has the beginning of the show. Sorry. For, my, my, my fault. Um, <laughs> And then uh, beyond the point, what does beyond the point mean? Let us know what that means. Oh, no, that's a surfing thing. So you got you to gotta paddle out beyond the point to get to, you know, that sweet right. Um, he asks, have you guys watched Sugar Pine 7 on YouTube? It's one of my faves. Uh, I don't wh-
0: watch anything on YouTube. Really? But I know that they've got a, a channel.
1: Who, oh, you've got a channel?
0: Did they you- do.
1: Oh, who? What is Sugar Pine Seven?
0: No, I'm saying that YouTube has like oh. a channel where they're making original content and TV shows. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's what this is.
1: Is it? I'm. I have to look it up now. Jeez, Christ! Wow. Like I need another thing to to watch on YouTube. So I, like, basically, what I do. Oh, it's an alternative lifestyle channel, uh, and it looks huh. like they do. They have a million subscribers, 306 uh, episodes. And they do, I don't know what they do, but I will find out. It looks like young people doing sketches. So, um, and no, you know what I watch? I just keep things on. I don't pay attention to it. I watch a lot of uh, of like how-to videos of like, and tech videos, tech reviews, and, and just CNN and MSNBC people yelling at each other about uh, politics. It's so, it's just noise to sort of quiet my brain. I don't...
0: It's just all male voices uh, kind of talking like this. Sometimes they'll have an accent, otherwise, yeah.
1: Yeah, but it really is just noise, like, uh, but I do, you I do watch... Do you
0: need any of the information? Uh,
1: very, in a cursory level, I do. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it, it's, it's not a very healthy way to, to watch stuff, and then I watch some food things, um, There's a, yeah, there's some good food. There's one called Pasta Grannies, where it's just, like, they find old Italian women who share their secrets on on how they make, like, old school pasta. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, those are kind of fun to to watch. Um, And then, lately, I've been watching just dumb lists, like, the 10, like, creepiest characters in in horror films you know and they're like it's the, these channels that make they just churn these out and they're just the same thing over and over again they do it like uh every day they they come out with new ones and
0: they probably get so many fucking comments too it's, it's brilliant they get so they many
1: make, hits yeah yeah
0: make decisive lists and i used to watch on youtube game of thrones theories nice. like for hours
1: it's a it's a ugly hole to get sucked into yeah and
0: i would watch i'll watch like i'm a bloopers watcher i love watching bloopers (laughs) and i'll watch um i'll fall down the rabbit holes of like late night tv kind of bits of like jimmy fallon bits or james corden things like all hours i will spend doing these things
1: yes that's what it's for that's what I yeah. don't
0: even know where the time goes.
1: Yep, that's that's exactly what they want. And beyond the point, thank you for offering another suggestion for me to go down another fucking rabbit hole.
0: Yeah, um, I love alternative lifestyle. Now I'm going to
1: Sugar Pine 7. Sugar Pine 7.
0: Pine 7, oh yeah. my god. Uh,
1: if you want to send us an email, send us a question, a comment, or whatever you want to send, uh, tell us an interesting story. Keep it short. Uh, any recommendations for media. Right. And yeah, keep it tight. And that's com. And uh, the Oscars, I'm, I don't know if you heard that, they're, they're really desperate to uh, pump up viewership. You know, like people.
0: Why are women and gay men not enough for you?
1: I know, I know. I. uh, It's like the last year they had an all-time lower low low viewership. It's because it's a three and a half hour show, and people are more interested in watching Sugar Pine Seven in their little, you know, like six-minute videos, like that. We don't
0: also like make it more accessible to everyone to watch it. Like, make your. What is it on? It's on ABC every year? Yeah. Yeah, like, make it so that you don't have to have a fucking cable subscription to watch your shit live, and more people will watch it live. Throw me your advertisers. I don't care. I will watch commercials on these streaming sites with ABC, NBC, all this stuff, but don't make me have to steal the Midges Mom's cable login in order to watch you, because that blows dick. I, this is my problem with these award shows is that if I don't have access to stream them live, then I either have to, I don't watch them or I have to go to like a bar or something to like a viewing party. And like, I don't want to do that either.
1: So you shouldn't think that they should just have it on like YouTube and just have it like streaming live. Like, I think that's a great idea.
0: I, I, I think that they should. I mean, one of the biggest like Google hits, like on, on these major like event days of like, Super Bowl, Olympics, like award shows. Like you, you type into Google, how do I, and then everyone is always searching the same thing. Stream the Oscars online free.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and put the ads in. I think that a lot of shows, uh, things put should ads. do that. I don't
0: care. I'll watch them.
1: Yeah. So what they want to do is have it just go all the way through. Um, and they'll put, the some of the technical ones or the like short film ones during the commercial breaks like they'll award those ones so those people don't get seen uh but they'll still get their award and which i think is kind of shitty you know uh, yeah i mean
0: they've they already have like two ceremonies don't they or yeah. the emmys does that for yeah, sure yeah no, they have
1: the technical achievement the oscars
0: three ceremonies so they have, they have daytime emmys which don't get yeah
1: they have yeah, anybody can get a goddamn Emmy, except for me. Um, yeah. and
0: uh, But they already have a separate Oscars for the boring categories, don't they? Well,
1: some people think that uh, short foreign film or sound editing or sound design are, are boring categories, you know. But I think they're cool. I, I'm, I think they yeah. And it's like a chance to celebrate the, the people who make the movies. Like, so the, the big thing that the, the big change that they're going to have at this ne- upcoming Oscars is they're going to have a, a new Oscar for a new category, Outstanding Achievement in Popular Film. So the idea being that like people can see oh. the, the movies that they actually watched, like instead of The Shape of Water... They'll see. Oh, there's a you know, Black Panther, one most popular film or best popular achievement.
0: So fucking Jurassic Park is gonna get a goddamn Oscar.
1: Well, it'll probably Jurassic
0: Park. Uh, Jumanji. That was my most. That was my favorite film I've seen this year.
1: It's great, great movie.
0: The uh, popularity award.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. It's like it's if it's a movie is popular, then the whole the whole point of the Oscars is to promote film viewership. And I don't know if promoting a movie that made a billion dollars is really necessary. It's, it's, the whole point is to promote movies like the shape of water so that people will go out and see like interesting movies. Like that's, that's the idea of of it. And it's like, Uh, yeah, go on.
0: I have a suggestion. Okay. Make your wide releases um, when the nominees go out, and people will go see your movies because they want to see what's nominated. Because after the Oscars are over, the only one that anyone goes and sees is Best Picture.
1: Right, but does, nobody wants to see Avengers: Infinity War again. Like they've already seen it three times in the theater, and like that's the like that movie doesn't deserve any more recognition than the billion and a half dollars it made or whatever however much it made I'm sure someone will correct me on that but it 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 gets it doesn't need an award screw you like all the
0: does the people's choice award like do they have higher viewers than the Oscars is that what they're worried about no
1: no um,
0: or the MTV movie awards
1: uh, no I don't believe there are awards so
0: awards for these movies
1: yeah. yeah there are already awards for these movies exactly and
0: this is what this means is that Michael Bay will have an Oscar.
1: Well, Michael Bay from ten years ago. I don't know about Michael Bay now. I
0: Oscar. Uh, yeah. Well,
1: so the um, it's Jack, called the Aca-
0: Jack Joe whatever, Zack Snyder.
1: It's called the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science. It's not called the Academy of Box Office. So it's a it's a weird thing. I I understand what they're trying to do. They don't want it to. To be irrelevant, but then just, uh, I, I don't know if just making it like YouTube friendly is, is the way to, to go. I mean, I don't know.
0: Uh, get better hosts and.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, like, quit. Uh, honestly, I mean, get better hosts that have better monologues. And I guarantee the IFC's award show, like, gets watched more on YouTube now because they have John Mulaney and Nick Kroll doing their hosting. Whereas like
1: I mean Jimmy Kimmel's about fine.
0: monologue or whatever.
1: They should get Nick Kroll and John Mulaney to be to do the Oscars. That would be actually amazing. That would be awesome. So they yeah, uh, they do the Spirit Awards and they are funny guys. That John Mulaney sure is funny. Uh so funny. Beyond,
0: and it's the same movies.
1: It's uh, yeah, it is a lot Usually. of the same movies. Yeah. Uh, Beyond the Point is the name of Beyond the Point's podcast, which he has yet to release. Uh, oh, his name's Josh. Josh in New York. Well, Josh, release it and we'll pump, we'll pimp it out. So you'll have six listeners who'll know about it. Uh, I'm sorry, five. I, d- I included you in that. Uh, Jurassic Park, Darren says won three Oscars, visual effects, sound mixing and sound editing. The, uh, and the Oscar ceremonies that got big ratings featured successful films, Titanic, for example. So, okay, that's fine. I mean, but I think that we don't want don't to... make
0: better movies?
1: <laughs> or Yeah, or make better movies that make more money. I mean, I, I just don't know more if...
0: More successful movies? I mean, Get Out was... Everyone fucking saw that, and they got nominated for some Oscars.
1: Um, yeah, but like screenwriting, I think, was the one that they got. But... Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I see that. Like, I think the popular films win the visual effects because that's where they, you know, they spend $200 million on. So, sure. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't like award shows. I don't think that that's why people make movies, but I love aus- them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just
0: because I like to like, guess and bet. And throw parties but not big parties little parties I just like to eat
1: well you know my sister she if they went through with this in when, the year that she won her short documentary Oscar she wouldn't have been on TV and people wouldn't have seen her so yeah, that, that's that's why I'm against this I mean and also it's just yeah. I, I don't know I guess I'm old and I like the tradition of, of seeing like, sitting for three and a half hours. So, I do like the Oscars. It's just every... every what,
0: are other- what are you worried about with these ratings?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, fuck off. Like, they're, fuck they're, you off. have there's a dedicated viewer base for the Oscars.
1: Well, I think you, it- your idea is great. If just make it live. Make it so that... like, Because nobody watches terrestrial TV, you know? Or, or, or cable TV anymore.
0: Or- yeah, make it more accessible and people will watch.
1: Yeah. All right, we solved it, Hollywood. You're welcome. Uh,
0: and advertisers will still get. To, I mean, they'll still get to show their shit.
1: Hmm. Um. So, did you guys get your movies into any uh, film festivals? Do you have any? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, when do you start hearing? Do you know?
0: I mean, we heard some, a couple rejections. Oh, okay. Art. but oh. like from like big monster ones that we knew we wouldn't get into like Toronto.
1: Uh-huh. Well, you never know. But, you, never know. I, no, you
0: never know. And we only submitted one to Toronto cause the other one wasn't ready yet, but we just submitted, I think we have two now submitted to like big daddy ones like Sundance and Slamdance and, um, South by. So we'll see.
1: One of the shirts I did got into Sundance and that was, that was, um, weird like going to sundance and then like just being surrounded by a lot of hollywood stuff and nobody cares about your short <laughs> or back then i don't know maybe it's different now but it's
0: uh no i feel like sundance would be kind of a weird experience yeah it's like you're just there
1: but i have to say it's it's uh something to experience once um I'm, i maybe Maybe not, but I, I think it's like um, it's like a the Hollywood version of Comic Con. You know, everyone it's a lot of lines, a lot of a lot of crowds. Um, but uh, really, yeah, but you still get to. I mean, you're you get to see a lot of your favorite actors and filmmakers at the ground level, so that's kind of cool. Um, cool. Yeah, in fact, that the year that the what's that?
0: Gotta get in the parties. Yes,
1: the year that I went. Uh, Uh, And I think I mentioned this on the podcast before uh, that the second time I went, actually, it was with uh, my sister and we ended up like hanging out at like some lodge up in the mountains with Janet Maslin, who used to be the New York times film critic and Kevin Smith arguing about like she hated Titanic and he was arguing how great Titanic was and to just sit in a room full of like, you know, six people and listening to that was really, really fun. And, and That's I, cool. Yeah, and I'm came out Team Titanic, you know. So, thanks, Kevin. I thought
0: Titanic was good. If a movie can make me cry every time it's on, oh! Only three movies can do that.
1: What are the other two?
0: Um, The Lion King and Pearl Harbor. <laughs> uh, I I,
1: uh, I don't know <laughs> if I I'm I'm disgusted or I have some weird respect for you now. Uh, no Toy Story no. 3, no no, Up?
0: Oh, well, I'm not sure. I never... I, I haven't even seen Up. I haven't even gone through the whole thing. Oh, but um, I will say that... Uh, hold on. Um, okay, everybody, I will say that... Because I'm trying to remember how Pearl Harbor went.
1: Okay, everybody, uh, uh, tweet at us, uh, all six of you who are listening, tweet at us what movie makes you cry every time. Um, go on.
0: Pearl Harbor came out when I was so young that my childlike sensibilities, my heartstrings were pulled at. Plus like, you know, I was like entering into the early stages of puberty. So obviously like there's a lot of like Ben Affleck, Josh Hartnett kind of stuff going on on screen where I'm just like, this is definitely my speed. Um, Ben Affleck was like my first crush. So, um, I think that that's maybe why it still makes me cry. Although I feel like I haven't, I haven't watched as an adult, so who knows?
1: Did his back tattoo make you cry?
0: Did he have a back tattoo?
1: It's hideous. Yeah, just uh, everybody, look it. up uh, Ben Affleck back tattoo, and you will see it is like Ed Hardy like threw up on his back.
0: Yeah, Ben Affleck's not not a crush anymore, that's for sure. He's kind of a fucking creep now. Yeah. And yucky.
1: Yep. Um it is it, it's like I big
0: would, fat weirdo from from Boston.
1: Yeah, don't get don't get that started. Um Nope. Yeah, it's it's really hideous. And I'm not anti tattoo. I like your tattoos. Um Thanks. You know, yeah. But his is gross. Um good. Uh so is there any piece of music that makes you cry? I'm sure. A song? Um like um, Celine Dion, maybe?
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: uh, are you tearing up a little bit right now? Just thinking about
0: Yeah, whatever. Um sinking. I've been trying to find songs to walk down the aisle too and uh the, some of them make me cry a little bit because it's like you have to imagine it and stuff
1: yeah dan in real life it's makes not that much dan in real life makes darren cry uh that's a great movie i think that that gets um that that, that deserves more credit or as being a really good um what was the movie that he was in with kira knightley a friend at the end of the world did you see that movie is that what it was called
0: Steve Carell? Yeah. Uh, seeking a friend for the end of the world or something yeah,
1: like that? Yeah, something like that. that. That made me cry. A lot of things make me cry these days. Um,
0: I didn't see that.
1: I was really, I, I really liked it. Um, and huh. then, yeah, you get a little TJ Miller in there too. Uh, yikes. Yeah, yikes. So, um, all right, we got one answer for what what makes people cry. But you can email us, so or tweet us during the week when you get this via the pod. Let us know, and we'll try to get those out the next next week. Uh, I think we're going to wrap up a little early this week, you know, because we've got it's a it's a different vibe when you're you know so many miles away, five miles away, and yes, and without your a iPhone,
0: miles away and. When there's whales and things. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and you have no iPhone, so like you, you have no way of contacting anybody or, or checking your email except with a computer. I have,
0: I've, I've been able to tweet.
1: Oh, that's good. And uh, does it? F- do you feel naked without your phone?
0: Yeah. I actually had a nightmare last night where I was in New York and I left my phone behind and then a cat attacked my dog. It was like I and like the big joke was that I was having a really bad trip in New York.
1: <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, is your dog okay?
0: Yeah, she was fine. She had to wear like a mask.
1: Oh, uh, weird dream. Okay, here's <laughs> one. Yes, um, Tyson says that Speed Racer makes him cry almost every time.
0: With Emile Hirsch.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's um. That's an interesting choice. And when. <laughs> When Josh was in the third grade, he uh, his class learned how to sing "My Heart Will Go On," so that t- gives you some idea of how old Josh is. So, uh, uh,
0: uh, yeah.
1: I don't remember when that movie. Came I had out. To
0: sing it in high school.
1: Hmm. Now we know, but how- not
0: that song. later. Suing so on.
1: Oh, really? Did you sing a solo when in your chorus? No. Nope. Oh.
0: It was. I drove all night. That's what we did in high school show choir.
1: Gotcha. Well, uh, keep those ideas coming in. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug this week?
0: Um. No.
1: All right. Uh, I. I.
0: Instagram at Cass Cardenas. Um, and um. Watch my story, I guess.
1: Okay. Instagram, at Cascardinas, at Marty. I think I've Instagram twice, maybe. Uh, you can watch Ernie's Instagram, Ernie Puppers. And I'm going to plug uh, Sugar Pine 7 because I'm into alternative lifestyle as well. And I look forward to watching several of it, of their uh, 306 videos in, just today. I'm going to watch them all today. Binge watch. Three
0: hundred and sixty videos all today.
1: Three hundred six, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have multiple windows open. They're just gonna just assault me. So uh, you're
0: not gonna retain any of this information. I don't understand. I
1: it's just what is it again? It's just noise. It's just to keep my brain quiet. That's that's all it is. It's, it's it's an ADD thing. Um, so okay. With that in mind, email us. Thank you for listening today, Cassandra. Thank you for for taking your time away from the. I know that. The rest of the time, you're just going to be sitting in front of the front door, waiting for the doorbell to ring. And um, I've
0: been, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for my dogs to go. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little nervous that they did knock and they knocked while the whales were going, and so my dogs didn't hear it. They have um, They
1: have a window, days. eight a.m. to eight p.m. You know, they can come anytime.
0: Motherfuckers, isn't that stupid? Whatever. <laughs> That's another podcast. That's a new podcast I'm starting calling. Damn, isn't this stupid shit stupid?
1: Uh, tune in on the...
0: We're going to take on another really stupid thing, and it's going to be about a 15-minute podcast. Holy shit, I just came up with a new podcast idea. All right, okay. well,
1: why don't you test it out next week? So come up with that, uh, develop that this into <laughs> into a segment next week, and we'll see where it goes, okay? <laughs> isn't that stupid things fucking stupid?
0: Okay, so I need then everyone to email and tweet at me with suggestions of some stuff that's just fucking bullshit. All right. Uh, New segment.
1: (laughs) Okay. That sounds great. And the meanwhile, we will see you next Tuesday.
0: Bye, everybody.
1: Oh, I got to turn up the sound. If that. Some things never change. All right. Bye. If
0: that. If that. that 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 If that. That 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 oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah